Hey, everyone. We want to take a moment to tell you about the sponsor of this podcast, Roosevelt. You may know Roosevelt as the company who makes those rad, all-over print button-downs with just about every franchise that you love. They, of course, have Star Wars, because this is a Star Wars podcast, but they also have Harry Potter, Disney, Pixar, Marvel, NASA, WWE, The Office, Nickelodeon, Rick and Morty, Friends, all kinds of other stuff, including new lines from Yellowstone and The Godfather. And not just button-downs, but t-shirts. They do shorts, jackets, hoodies, koozies, flannels, so many different kinds of items, so many dope designs. So if you're interested in picking something up for the first time, go to rsvlts.com and use promo code THANKTHEMAKER with no spaces to get 20% off your first purchase. Once again, that's rsvlts.com. Use promo code THANKTHEMAKER to get 20% off of your first purchase. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello there and welcome to Thank the Maker, a podcast about heroes, princesses, scoundrels, hokey religions, ancient weapons, and all things Star Wars. I'm Adam Russell. Uh, I'm Nick Gambaron and I'm back. Nick. Welcome back, Nick. It's so good to have you back. I am Mike Forrester. Hey. Hey. We get to go from fanboys to talking about another project that the director of fanboys helped produce. Like, I feel like we are just helping promote Kyle's work at this point. That's what this show is. Shout out Kyle Newman. What's happening? I hope he listens. For a second, I got him confused. That name confused with Kyle Newichek from uh, Workaholics. Wow. Because mm. I listened to that Workaholics podcast. This is important. It's pretty right. pretty awesome if you ever liked Workaholics. Right. But then he's also like a director and maybe an EP on What We Do in the Shadows, which I've been watching a bunch oh, lately. So nice. good for him. But then I realized Kyle Newman is a different name than Kyle Duichek. Right. Newman's own. So I was like, oh, that's not the same person. It has nothing to do with the um, cell dressing guy who's also not actually a cell dressing guy. He's actually a movie star. Ah, uh, right. Mm-hmm. Nonprofit. Paul Newman, all profits for charity. Yeah, we all. Yeah. It's good marketing, man. We all know that. Wow, that's weird. I didn't know that. Oh. Now I do, though. Yeah. I mean, it's it, all sa- it, says it, it says it right on the products. Mm-hmm. So I no, uh, guess I don't buy it. It's a tax write off. Yeah. Thank the Maker, a grocery shopping podcast. Let's. <laughs> yeah. What's up, dudes? Speaking of shout outs, uh, Nick, I thought it was hilarious that you uh, welcomed yourself back at the top. You guys weren't going to do it. I had to do it. Right. Welcome back, me. Shout out, me. <laughs> hey, shout out to Roosevelt. They're dropping a whole bunch of new holiday stuff. I'm wearing uh, the Hanukkah shirt right here. Yeah. Put on your yarmulke. It's time for Han Solo Annika. Me and Mike have on these 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 hoodies. Performance hoodies. Performance. That's hoodies. why I'm performing right now. Nice. And they just dropped a four pack. And uh, I actually I love the koozies as well. But they just dropped a four pack mm. of new Star Wars inspired flannels uh, that are really rad. And they're just subtle. Like they got a little screen print on them, but they're yeah. subtle enough. But they're they're crispy. Yeah. And uh, those koozies that have all the character koozies. I'm like I would. I would prefer if I got every single one of those. That would be fantastic. <laughs> yeah. I always have a koozie when we're on this podcast. Roosevelt's right here. Look at that. I mean, we're not really that. A little Tatooine up. vibe. Twin Sons. 
Knowledge yep. boy. And uh, we'll also talk about it, but like they dropped some official Mosh Eisley news, which I think is fantastic. Mm. We'll get to that. At th- we'll get to that at the end. Uh, while we're shouting out folks who make great stuff and hook us up, we should also shout out Heroes and Villains who sent... I got some stuff recently. You guys are still waiting on yours. Um, I got a bag and a few things. What'd you get, Nick? Yeah, I got two bags, which blew my mind, honestly, because they were the... I feel like they've either revolutionize the compartments in a bag or mm-hmm. I just don't really mess with new bags. But there's like places to put your sneakers and stuff that keep yeah. them separate from like your clothes because you don't really want your sneakers to touch your clothes. I don't know. All that stuff was blowing my mind. But uh, yeah, I got some bags. I got a bomber jacket. And as far as I know, the only official T-shirts that have like Balin and Shin on them uh, and the Night Sisters. So yeah, pretty awesome. Yeah, I got mostly bags and I think I got a, a jacket and a pullover, a crew neck. We'll do show and tell next week when Mike has his stuff and maybe mm, sure. Ryan has his and maybe he's taking a break from baby time. Oh. That happened, by the way. We welcome a new, we, we welcome a new Jedi into the uh, Think the Maker family, which I'm sure is a big deal for people who have been uh, following along with Ryan's. Hey, don't get ahead of it. He could ju- he could have a super low midichlorian count. We don't know yet. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know yet. Or he could just be a Sith. We don't know. Yeah. Dang. Equally possible. How many kids rebel against their, their parents? You raise him as a Jedi, he's just going to be a Sith. Right, that's true. I sent a great meme. I don't know if I sent it to the group or him. There's a clip from um, a Matt Damon movie where the kid is like, you know, the kid doesn't want to do what the what the dad wanted. And he's like, he's like, it was your dream, dad. It was your dream. And Matt Damon's like, but it was a good dream. You know? And it's like Star Wars parents be like, you know, it's that kind of thing. I'm not into Star Wars. You're like, shh. Or what's his face? Uh, was it Varsity Blues? I don't, I don't want, want your life. Your life. <laughs> Great. Yeah, it's going to happen. It's going to be Harry Potter, Star Trek, all kinds of shit that Ryan doesn't mess with. Anyway, we'll do show and tell next week about our new stuff. You can, though, right now use promo code MAKER20. I'm almost positive it's 20% off. That offer code indicates that. Off your first order. First order from um, Heroes and Villains. So go check that out. Cool. Let's let's cough off mic because I have bronchitis. Wow, silent. I nice. didn't even hear it. You guys should have heard it. <laughs> you, must be, you must have the good the good. It was so good. Itis. I do. I'm on roids. Also, Super Chats, those are available. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to do the settings for those. I don't know anything about YouTube, really? but Super Chats. Yeah, YouTube's, YouTube's popping. All those things. So anyone right now who wants to be generous, just so we can see how it works, I don't even know what they cost. I don't know if we set those prices. Boomer alert. I don't know. Boomer alert. Engage with your audience. Show your support for Thank the Maker. There it is right there in the YouTube chat. Wow. Of course, we also have patrons, the people, the realest of real people. Uh, legendary story of the year fan, Mike Cronin says, we bought a zoo. That's what Matt Damon. <laughs> oh, there we go. Referencing, so. Shout out Cronin. That's my dude. People just showing up and helping us out. I love this. I love this fandom, man. Let's talk about the holiday special. We're going to revisit it. Like I said, we're not going to do a total. I don't know if I said this on the, on the pre-show or, or just now, but we're not going to do a full breakdown like we did last year, but in the light of this documentary being released on the 5th of December, 2023 called a disturbance in the force it's a behind the scenes on how the star wars holiday special how and why this thing was made in 1978 it just you know it it got us thinking again about this goofy thing in star wars history and i don't know about you guys but it made me like it even more or i found it more endearing i found the experience it like it it almost felt nostalgic even though i've only seen it a couple times how did you guys take it nick tell us um, I felt like I, I wish they had 
obviously they got celebrity nerds, like people who like to talk about Star Wars, as, like Kevin Smith and and uh, Patton Oswalt and stuff like that. Like they got those people in there. I wish they had some nerdier people in there because yeah. there was just some things that I felt like weren't necessary. Like one of the producers or whoever the dude with the red uh, glasses, he was like, yeah, they tried to make Life Day thing and never was it never became a thing, you know? And I'm like, well, it did. And actually in the documentary, it says, you know, towards the end that it's a thing. So I feel like there were there could have been a little bit more knowledge on the, you know, coming from the people who uh, they were interviewing. It could have been more knowledge about current Star Wars fandom, I guess is my point. But uh, all in all, it's great. I just, I really love seeing any footage whenever they're showing like old commercials for Kenner or even commercials for the holiday special itself. Man, so awesome. Mm-hmm. My overall question is, because they made a point of this uh, a couple times in the in the doc, Obviously, it's so early when that comes out that there's no VCRs. Like, how how does any copy of it exist? They said well, it aired once and there were no VCRs. Were there literally no VCRs? I was a little dubious about that. There were, I don't know. Wasn't this the point where there were like, I don't know, we had Betamax and VHS try, trying to duke it out for the actual, mm-hmm. for the next format or the first format for that matter at home? Yeah. You know what? I'm going to ask ChatGBT. I'm going to be like one of the youngins. Check it out. You should. Also, Super Chat is working. We got RJ. What's up, RJ? Henry Clark says, I find your lack of Super Chat knowledge disturbing. (laughs) S13 Danny says, hello there. They're spending their money wisely. Jason says, I have a good feeling about this. Uh, (laughs) Nick Tierce, good name. The holiday special continued to air in Australia for several years, almost never during the holidays. Okay. Maybe the copies we're watching are Australian. Yeah, oh, that is a great call. Our friends uh-huh. from down under have figured yeah. it out. Also, Nate and Ian, thank you guys. Super chatting. I think we now know that it works, so that's good. Thank you so much for super chatting. I think, I do we do one of these things where, like, as we're talking about it, we're like, oh, super chat, <laughs> like, punch yeah. the screen, you know what I mean? We need animation. So I think, I think too, the, the other interesting part about this is, like, the part that I really loved was how many times the adult version of who we were seeing was sitting there being like, what were they thinking? (laughs) But how many of them said while they were kids, they thought it was the most amazing thing. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, isn't that just a star Wars thing? Right. Isn't that (laughs) just like Boba Fett writing? uh, You know, we, we weren't concerned about character development and like, I didn't like the production of the thing. It's like people, kids are like Boba Fett riding a rancor. That's awesome. Like, you know, Boba Fett comic, strip like that's awesome we have uh chewbacca walking around and han solo shows up at the end and like his family's together like that's awesome they're excited What's my family doing in there <laughs> yeah like you know they like like chewy throws a stormtrooper off the over the guardrail <laughs> not osha approved um I, all that's awesome I, and i think i think that's really cool it's just a reminder of the fact that like we can always look at Star Wars through an adult lens. And so rarely uh, is it is it a thing for us to suspend our disbelief at this point, ironically, with Star Wars. But I think it's really, it, it does remind us to remember um, <laughs> that Star Wars is goofy. And uh, this is just another one of those times where, sure, this one, this one, it's okay to say it probably went off the rails. But like <laughs> the fact that people still want to keep it alive shows that there's something still very genuine and wholesome within the corniness. (laughs) One thing that I I do, I I like that the doc did was they did compare it to other variety shows of the time. 
for they they definitely made that a huge point. But also, it just really got me thinking that what was entertainment in 1977? Like TV, like TV stations still probably went off the air at midnight and came back on at eight. Like there just wasn't enough, you know, to use the 2023 term. There wasn't content. So this was kind of the height of entertainment at that point. You had Star Wars a year earlier change the world, and it was so ahead of its time that entertainment couldn't keep up with it. Like, how do you make a television special for, you know, something that took three or four years to make? How do you make a holiday special that's 90 minutes long with less money, less technology? George Lucas is not involved. It's it's kind of strange. Plus, you just put it in the hands of a variety show people. I mean, it's really, it's impressive that it got made, but a big takeaway for me is like, that's just what entertainment was at the time. Yeah, and it's, it's funny how stoked they seemed, how many people were involved at the top, you know, even using George Lucas's original treatment for the thing, which they dug up in Ralph McQuarrie's archive after he died. So even though Lucas claimed to have not written it, he did, much like the, the sequels, the Disney sequels, contribute story elements early, including uh, the idea of Life Day, the idea of meeting Chewie's family. This is something he toyed, uh, toyed with putting in the actual 1977 Star Wars film, but didn't for obvious reasons. But it, it was from their perspective at the time, all like the top people making this kind of content. And it was the kind of thing where, like you guys are saying, you, you, didn't, you didn't have anything but what was on TV and the weird appearances on like weird different outlets because we didn't have the internet. We didn't have, you know, we didn't have VHS. We didn't have all these other kind of things. So like, mm-hmm. All the other stuff that they show, the appearances that the cast did were as goofy in different ways. You know, the Donnie and Marie show, they did their like musical version that was just bonkers. Like it's But but they were right. I mean, you know, like yeah. Donnie Donnie was like, Well, what do you want to do? Like who do parents trust to bring into their home? How do you get mm-hmm. a whole family out to the to the see a theater uh, movie together? They're like, make if Donnie if Donnie and Marie say it's a it's a fun thing to be a part of the whole family can get involved yeah and like it's hard to argue that at some point any of that stuff previously didn't work because Star Wars quite literally changed culture uh that the summer that it came out so it's like it's very easy to go like why wouldn't these things work and it's incredible it's incredibly interesting to see how many players got stacked up. I love when they show the two cards, like the trading cards, and they were just showing yeah. the Lucasfilm camp just like falling off, right? Yeah. And it ended yeah. up just being like CBS's side. It's like, it's pretty amazing um, that it did get made at all, you know? It, it was pretty fascinating to learn about. The coolest thing about it to me, it was, this was a documentary that didn't have like a huge arc to it. You know, a lot of documentaries, you know, some of the best made documentaries hit you with something that you've never heard of. It's a crazy weird or dire situation or something it's a rise and fall of somebody and there's a story arc to it just like a movie this one didn't have as much because it was such just like a roller coaster of bizarre weirdness of how the hell did this get made but in the end there was that little satisfying moment like you guys talked about the stuff that was you know that that shows there's still some heart to it like john favreau talks about how he absolutely loves it life day has become a thing they showed all the merch in the parks you know, there, there is this like affinity for it. And there's a little bit of hope there, hope being, you know, the, the key theme of Star Wars that like a bunch of cool stuff has come out of this and maybe it will end up on Disney plus at some point. I mean, the, the Ewok stuff, the Ewok animation, yeah. 
is on Disney Plus. That came from the same same animation team that did the Boba Fett piece in this. Ooh, ooh. And it was it was a cool kind of resolution, even though it was mm-hmm. an, it wasn't a huge arc in the documentary. Do you guys want to see something really interesting? Please. Okay. This is why people watch YouTube because they can see this. Stuff. Is this going to be the the Russian roulette scene from Boogie Nights? No, 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 no. This. You want to see something really fascinating? You want to see? <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to anybody who gets that. Mike, what do you got here? We're gonna we're gonna paint a picture with words when you show us whatever you have here. Boba Fett, Star Wars Holiday Special Animation Script and Character Model Sheets. Wow, I've never seen that in my life. Okay, I didn't know that existed. So this came across my social feed, and uh, this is by illustrator um, John Celestri, and he was one of the animators uh, illustrators that was working at the studio. Uh, that is Nelvana Studios, and they were the ones that got the bid to, you know, George Lucas is kind of talking about how he liked those animations that kind of yeah, like... Yeah, Cosmic Christmas, I think it was called. Yes, oh. right. And they kind of had just like, they were just a little bit different. They were a little bit off. Like the characters were all exaggerated, facial features, all that. So um, John Celestri was the guy who illustrated Boba Fett. And this is a really, this came across my social feed, and I bought it immediately. Um, but this shows... All of the characters Whoa, and, how, and nice. how they drew them, and you can see Han's long, stretched-out face. Yeah, and what's really cool about it is this is like how they were saying, like this is how we're going to reference the characters. So this is like their base. There's Leia, and then here's like a base model of there's Luke, right? And that's pretty sweet. So he's it's yeah. almost like he's got his uh, his yellow his yellow uh, Yavin jacket. And then obviously we know these two characters in the style that they're, they're made from the droids animation. Nice. So this is kind of showing how they look and it's just really interesting to see how they, how they did this. And they, you so know, they, that's the style guide. Is so what it it's, is? it's their animation guide. So basically like they got give it to all it. the other animators to say, this is the base of what we all start with. Right. right. And you can see like Han Solo specifically is calling out, I'm looking to see it. Where can I can see this? There we go. Um, like you can actually see that he's got, you know, long waist, long pants. He's got the boots, mm-hmm. right? So they're specifically calling it out. And then obviously it gets into, the, there's the actual script, That's which is sick. rad. I like that. How many and times then, does Boba Fett, Boba Fett, what's his name again? Boba Fett. How many times <laughs> does Boba Fett say the word friends? Hello, friend. That's all I remember from that. Hello, yeah. friend. Yeah. Follow me, friend. Follow me, I friend. was also wondering... If there's anyone out there who's done a voice AI thing with Tamara Morrison's voice over that that Boba Fett cartoon, you know this, what's interesting about this is like obviously Boba is turning into a character at this point, um, and I think that you know, and then they show the obviously the the monster, nice that he yeah. comes in on, like right? the dinosaur essentially, yep, yep. yep. And then they show all the animation poses for like what he's supposed to look like, which is really sick. So like they sick. obviously, you know what I mean. Um, so it's just really cool to see it from this angle, um, especially when they're referencing, you know, here's all the sketches of, of Han's face, like oh, yeah. side, side profile, and then there's him sitting down, right? Three quarter, yeah. Yeah, it's super cool. So anyways, um, you can buy this directly from John John's uh, website, um, but it's, you know, here's all the, here's all the raw sketches of of him on oh, there. So nice. It's, oh, it's that's un- so sick, dude. It's unbelievably cool. So anyways, if you head over to John Celestri um, Comics, uh, it's I paid, I think it was 35 bucks, but like I just like having this stuff because yeah, once it's that's gone, so it's worth gone. It. 
I was going to ask, what did you find that on on eBay for a thousand dollars? No, okay. he's selling them right. He's selling them right That's now. That's great. I think, yeah. I think for some reason I got like I got tipped off to it. So I was like, this is Mike. Put a link in the uh, in the Patreon Discord and in, in YouTube if you get a second. Yeah, I can do that. Absolutely. Hey, um, ChatGPT tells me this about VCRs. Going back to our discussion earlier, Sony's Betamax was launched in 1975, followed by JVC's VHS format in '76. So. If you were rich in 78, thank you for recording this. That's the only reason we have this, you know, in addition to, like Henry Clark said in the, in the patron chat, Australians recording it at 25 <laughs> frames per second. Yeah. Uh, Nick, Nick Tears says on YouTube also, there were very expensive VCRs at the time and fanzines uh, from the time made it clear that copies were being passed around as early as 1979. Sick. Yeah. Pretty wild. Man, the, I don't know if they, if they just did AI upscaling or what, but the, the version that they have in the documentary is crisp. It's still interlaced. You know, it's, yeah. you can see the lines, the interlacing for broadcast TV, but it's, I mean, it's full screen and it's damn nice. There was one moment where someone was talking about uh, Mark Hamill's makeup and they do try to blame a little bit or like the theory of, well, the makeup looks bad because of color degradation, but <laughs> they, <laughs> they were like they basically were like nah it's just bad makeup but yeah. they did for a second go from like what the re quality was that we were seeing in the dock up until that point yeah. to show a more degraded copy and it looked terrible <laughs> yeah like the, the version yeah. that they showed was essentially what we can all see on youtube and then the one that they're pulling footage from it's like a first gen versus 10th gen dub of a dub of a dub and then I'm sure they did the, the ai upscaling which is bonkers now henry clark has done that for some stuff for story of the year and it looks insane, dude. Like we shot on handy cams, you know, just um, digital eight tapes and, and stuff like that. And upscaled, again, aside from the, the interlacing, looks incredible. You can see the artifacts if you're looking for them, but it's, it's crazy. Hey, everyone. We want to take a moment to tell you about the sponsor of this podcast, Roosevelt's. You may know Roosevelt as the company who makes those rad all over print button downs with just about every franchise that you love. They, of course, have Star Wars, because this is a Star Wars podcast, but they also have Harry Potter, Disney, Pixar, Marvel, NASA, WWE, The Office, Nickelodeon, Rick and Morty, Friends, all kinds of other stuff, including new lines from Yellowstone and The Godfather. And not just button downs, but t-shirts, they do shorts, jackets, hoodies, koozies, flannels, so many different kinds of items, so many dope designs. So if you're interested in picking something up for the first time, go to rsvlts.com and use promo code THANKTHEMAKER with no spaces to get 20% off your first purchase. Once again, that's rsvlts.com. Use promo code THANKTHEMAKER to get 20% off of your first purchase. Let's give a, a quick rundown on who is in this. Like, we'll do a little fake stolen plans. I'm not going to do a real one here. But for anyone who hasn't watched this and is debating on whether or not to. So I think it's, you can rent it for five bucks or buy it for 10 bucks, right? I think you can buy it for seven. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I wish I would have known that. I should have just bought it. Uh, produced by Adam F. Goldberg, who was also um, a producer and writer on Fanboys. He's best known for the Goldbergs, the, the TV show. And then Kyle Newman, like we mentioned earlier, director of Fanboys, along with, I don't know, half a dozen other people who produced. It's directed by Jeremy Kuhn, who has only directed like three things, but he's, he's produced quite a few other things. The other notable documentary that he directed was 
Raiders, exclamation mark, the story of the greatest fan film ever made, which if you ha- guys haven't seen, you should go watch. Have you heard of the Raiders fan film? No. no. Dude, oh my God, it's amazing. These two friends, starting when they were teenagers, made a shot-for-shot remake of Raiders of the Lost Ark, starting with camcorders when they were teenagers all the way up to like high-end prosumer cameras just a few years ago. And they did literally every shot, including the fight um, in front of the plane that's kind of driving on its own with the explosions, you know, the big shirtless guy. Right. There was an explosion that went badly. Somebody got hurt. It's a, it's a crazy awesome story huh. that spans, I don't know, 10 years or more. And point being, Jeremy Kuhn directed that documentary, which is great. I haven't watched the fan film itself in full, but the documentary basically shows you what you need to see. So check that out. Nick? Mentioned earlier, uh, Patton Oswalt and some other interviews. Seth Green is one of the bigger ones. Kevin Smith, Paul Shear, Taryn Killam from SNL, Weird Al Yankovic, Gilbert Gottfried, uh, Kyle Newman, the, the director, Donny Osmond for any boomers, and then Patton Oswalt, of course, and a bunch of others. They actually have a couple of the writers on there, some of the dancers and performers from the holiday special itself. All the interviews with the Star Wars cast are from old broadcast interviews and things like that, you know, to talk shows and stuff. Harrison Ford, Mark Hamill, Carrie Fisher, everybody. Shout out to uh, Scum and Villainy. I know Seth Green and one of the other uh, people being interviewed was definitely uh, shot in Scum and Villainy in Hollywood. I think think Taron Killian was in there, too. Yeah. They had had most of the the people in it. It was awesome. We went on uh, our final Star Cruiser with JC, the guy who owned it. Yeah, who is a good friend of Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith, yeah. Yeah, we talked about the, the, the Macquarie concept art. They showed that a little bit in the documentary, which was, you know, classic Macquarie. It was awesome. The treatment that was found, I, I was going to pull it and actually just read from it directly, but I ran out of time. They mentioned this in the documentary. It is so George Lucas. It's so like early draft George Lucas and how goofy it is. And there's a mention of um, who's the singer that he wanted to have instead of the one that ended up being the, you know, the diva and in the VR thing. Or, yeah, no, they wanted Cher, and then also in the treatment, he said Raquel Welch. Raquel Welch. <laughs> and the guy was like, this is some weird George stuff. Like, why Raquel Welch? Did he have a crush on her, you know? Is he trying to, like, <laughs> set up a meeting? Yeah, hi, I made Star Wars, huh? But all the stuff about Life Day and the, and the end, it's all there. So to me, that has to be where they found the justification to, to go ahead and, like, push that merch in the parks and stuff like that and kind of embrace Life Day. And as far as I'm concerned, if there was any question, that kind of solidifies it as canon. Yeah. At least in yeah. my head. It's a George canon. idea. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's lots of George ideas that didn't fly, but, you know. <laughs> Which I love when they cut to that one scene of, you know, when we were getting all these, like, Easter eggs of John Favreau's love of the holiday special. Yeah. And it shows that set, it shows that interaction on the set of Mandalorian when he goes, well, you recognize the rifle, right? Like that's Boba Fett's <laughs> right. rifle. He goes, you know, cause you, you made that, that's your idea. And George Lucas is like, not really. I didn't make that. Mm, yeah. Mm, <laughs> I don't want anything to do with that. So funny. Yeah. It's so good. I love, so that. I, I love that. But yeah, I, I think, I think, um, I think Disney, a positive thing about what Disney has done with it. If you look at what people have embraced with the campiness of what life day is, I think it, it, it's actually in a lot of ways, it gives people a, 
opportunity to celebrate Star Wars outside of Star Wars celebration as a con mm-hmm. and also outside of when there's a movie or a show to promote, which I know isn't what they want. But like even just last year, we didn't have any content. Like even even this this life day, this this November, we didn't have any content. Right. Like we're you know, Ahsoka had wrapped up and you're kind of sitting there going until we get news, like what's next. Right. And a lot of people went to life day and they're they're singing and doing all that stuff. And I love that. I love that Paul Shear um, kind of talks about that with Revenants of being like, the fans have it now. And Disney's embraced this weird thing that they still won't show on Disney Plus, but they're down to make the merch. Yeah. And it's great. Yeah. And it, there it is. There's the action figure. Mike has the, um, the Chewie in the robe, which they mentioned. And we said this when we covered this officially last year, because the budget was so low and they ran out of money before they even finished the thing. In order to make this goofy ending happen, they could only afford Wookiee masks and gloves, right. and then they put robes on everybody. Ceremonial robes. Right. And then they had no set. They had no money to build a new set, so they shot it all just on black in the, uh, you know, in a... In a sound stage. What do you call it? Sound stage. Yeah. <laughs> and then comped it in. It doesn't look like blue screen. It looked like maybe it could have been blue screen, but it, it looked more like the thing. Have you guys heard about the thing that Disney was doing in the 50s and 60s with um, they used like a crystal that would split the light into two different channels? Have you heard about this? No. And they use some there's like some kind of specific um, chemical on the film that when hit with a certain frequency of light would not expose uh, like the black background or, or whatever type of background they put on it. Maybe there was some kind of retroreflective material or something. I don't remember what it was, but there are only like a couple of these that exist. And it's the reason that, that uh, Mary Poppins and some of those other movies have such incredible, what looks like green screen because it isn't green screen. It's like it. a much better version, which was expensive and kind of proprietary back in the day. There are some shots in this holiday special that look a little better. Some of them are, are pretty bad. You know, you sure. see the, the feathering around the edge and it's, it's pretty bad, but some of it may, maybe it's from the upscaling. Some of it looked super crisp to me. Did you guys notice that any of that? Like even the stuff on the table that Lumpy was watching, like the, mm-hmm. the dancers, some of it is not bad. Yeah. I didn't notice, but I've only ever seen like whatever we watched last year or the year before that. I've only watched yeah. like a real bootleg copy of it. So I didn't notice any of it. I guess more, more so than anything, I just noticed like the, the, aspect ratio like the frame of the you know go to more of a square kind mm-hmm. of thing yeah but i didn't notice any quality differences yeah it um it's interesting i i could just be this could be wishful thinking i could be overanalyzing, but it seemed like a little better than standard mm-hmm. tv chroma keying or green screening at the time you know just need disney to release it in 4k and we'll judge for <laughs> yeah. ourselves or take a shot at making a new one. Like, why not at this point? Well, they they you know? did the Lego one, right? They did a Lego one, but mm-hmm. you have that stagecraft, you know, like you, mm-hmm. you yeah. do a do a one hour special. I mean, I, I think it's not? interesting having, uh, did, do you remember the Guardians of the Galaxy one that they shot? Yeah. Right. So like, last year, right? Yeah. It was, you know, you got Kevin Bacon in it. It was like, they put time into doing that and it kind of had a, it it had i mean james gunn also i think was the kind of carrot was the director to appreciate what holiday specials were that maybe doesn't didn't necessarily need to add to the lore or do something but i certainly think at this point i mean i've i have said this on this podcast that there has been a criminal criminal amount of 
disrespect to Chewbacca, man. Like, where is Chewie in all this? Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, he was, you know, like, we haven't gotten even a mention of him in uh, any of the shows. And I'm like, it would be awesome to, besides Chrysanthemum, like, it'd be awesome to see other Wookiees. Um, so I, I think, I, I'm with you, Nick. I think that we could certainly, uh, given the strikes, I think, threw a lot of ideas off. I think it, Disney having... Um, a couple of hard months at the box office. I think certainly like little one-off projects like this are going to be difficult for them to possibly like consider, wrap their heads around, especially as they're starting to like get all these other projects that are already greenlit like mm-hmm. onto the streaming service. But I'm with you. I think I think at this point it's going to be too, it's going to end up being for the fans something too big to ignore. So when we go to Celebration, why don't we ask about it? Yeah. Kathleen. Kathy. Tell me about the, Kath, let's, let's talk about this. Get at it. I mean, the, the cool thing is with Life Day being a real holiday in Star Wars, it's now about as canon as it's ever been. Yep. It doesn't have to break the universe or the character boundaries that they've they've kind of leaned into ever since the Disney acquisition, you know, getting rid of the, the stuff in the parks with Boba Fett dancing and all, all that. It can be a similar story to what it was in universe. It can be a Life Day thing. It can be, it can be a lot of things. It can work if they wanted to. That's what we think over here. I don't know. What do we know? I mean, maybe even animation would lend itself to being, yeah. you know, a little bit more, I don't know, of like right now watching cartoon or animation during the holidays is seems like more people would be open to that and maybe would cover the fact that it could be a little like not corny, but campy, you know, if it's animated. Yeah. yeah. Star Wars has always been campy. Right. Anyone who's honest with themselves realizes that. The Bad Batch want to give Omega a gift to make her feel like she's part of the team again. I mean, come on. Amiga. These stories write themselves. You know what I mean? Like, let's just, yeah. let's just do it. Sidebar, but we just need more animation in general. Yeah. yeah. Just in general. Yeah. Like, let's get the animation studio. Just double, double your efforts. Yeah. Thank the Maker has been a fierce advocate of animation. And also, Chewbacca. Just bring him back. Yeah, man. I, I've thought about, again, on my list of things that, I may never build a Wookiee costume is in the top five for cosplays because aside from the mask, the suit itself isn't that hard. It's time consuming. It's tedious, but it's, it's hook and uh, what do you call it? Hook and loop on like a net suit. It's, it's pretty simple. And the majority of the time you see somebody in a Wookiee costume, it's chewy or now Kersantan. It's rare that you see just a, a generic Wookiee who's only six feet tall, who's maybe an adolescent. I could be that guy. <laughs> you could be. You really yeah. could be. Well, good thing Captain Nader is a fan of what we do. Yes. Because <laughs> I feel like he is the guy who makes the best Wookiees I've ever seen. So, Fact. I've talked to him a little bit about it. Speaking of Wookiees, are we getting one in the Acolyte? Um, I think we are, right? That's a good question. Pretty sure well, we are. I, I'm not sure. Do oh, we, no, we are. We are. Do, do we know if it's Briaga? That would be awesome. Cause yeah, I'm not sure. Well, he's got the what do you call the the high ponytail? What do you call that? He's got that in the uh, the leaked photo. The uh, Wookiee bun. The Ozzy Osbourne no more tears look. Yeah, right. Because <laughs> I think if we got, if, I think Burry is a is a great character um, that will certainly be a fan favorite for most people who haven't read the High Republic. Uh, but that would be awesome to see. And then obviously. I, I just think we're at a we're at a point where I think the Disney has to look at the fact that you can go to you can go to both the parks around October uh, what seventeenth uh, right November seventeenth November seventeenth is Life Day 
release day of the holiday special. Right. They sell the robes. They're selling, you know, little trinkets. They're selling all kinds of stuff. You can actually buy the orb, the, the, the life day orb and people are doing caroling. Now that's fan made too, which I love. Like that is a fan initiated effort to get people to, you know, collect and, and get together and be communal. So that's just kind of one more thing that the fans do that make this, this, like entire franchise really amazing uh, because it looks like a great time. I always think I should go there. It's just right before the actual human holiday of Thanksgiving. Um, mm-hmm. I know just skip it next year. Let's just go to life day. I'm cool with that. Yeah. We have so many things to be thankful for um, in star Wars. So let's celebrate those in life day and leave all that old shit to the olds. Right. All right. Anything else you guys want to mention about this before we wrap up? We've got some stuff to talk about with Mosh Eisley and whatnot. Yeah, I think if if you have an opportunity to this holiday watch the first of all watch the holiday special on YouTube, uh, it's pretty readily available right now. I think for most people, if you're very confused, the amount of people um, that I have that are Star Wars fans that I posted about, I'm like, oh, the holiday special. People are like, what are you talking about? So I mean, truly, <laughs> for a lot of fans that are people who like Star Wars but aren't into it, into it. They have no idea what the holiday special yeah. is. So, I mean, they, they, yeah. they talked about that a little bit on the actual, on the dock too. It's, it's just this weird thing that I think Paul Shiro is like, oh, you like Star Wars? You know about the holiday special? And yeah. you could like gauge <laughs> how much you like Star Wars if you know about it or not. Sure. So, yeah, sure. I mean, really, how would you know about it unless you come across it in a non casual way at this point? Right. Right. And I think, I think for people to be able to watch it and go, this is hilarious that this exists. Um, the way that it was put with, uh, you know, Lumpy's VR porn and all that. I mean, it's it, <laughs> unbelievably, unbelievably funny. And Taron Killam is, is super hilarious in his own right. But the way that he was presenting, you know, he's like, oh, and then they all dress up and they, it's like heaven's gate. They put on the robes and they walk in. I'm like, oh my God, this is yes. terrible. Um, yes. Super funny. But I think for a lot of people, like, go watch it and then watch this documentary because you're you're appreciating other fans who are making really interesting things uh, about Star Wars. And I feel like as more and more people that have been part of this, um, as we start to lose some of these people, again, like, we're, we lost, uh, most recently, there was another modeler from ILM that passed away a couple of weeks oh, ago. Oh, yeah, man. And, you know, you start to look at all this stuff and go, like, this stuff is literally was changing culture and for people like us, for Star Wars fans, um, like we, if we don't get these stories, if we don't hear from people who are uh, able to explain the reason for why or why something happened behind the scenes, like we might never know. So please, definitely go rent, buy this, buy this documentary, uh, and kind of preserve uh, when people are able to do deep dives like this because it's super important for all of us as fans to be able to know like how this stuff happens. So I would say. Thumbs up from me. It's a great watch. It's super entertaining. It's about an hour and a half. And that's as much as it needs to be to explain what actually happened with the Star Wars holiday special. Like and subscribe. Rate and review. <laughs> One thing, too, we didn't bring up is uh, the the fact that so Star Wars was such a big hit in 1977, and it was going to take three years for Empire Strikes Back to come out. Studios were literally worried that people would forget about Star Wars. <laughs> and you'd think that that's like such a ridiculous statement, but like I nearly killed Adam with that one. <laughs> culture was so different back then. Really think about like what you would have to go through back then to keep it in the zeitgeist. Yeah. It, it is going on Donnie Murray. It is a holiday special. It is the toys were what they say, 16 months away. 
Right. Yeah. Something you're, like you're that. Buying, you know, it's like a, you were buying a, basically an IOU from Lucasfilm. Mm-hmm. To, we'll send you the yeah. we'll send you the stuff. I mean, it must, it really was how they thought back then that like, we have to do something to keep this, to actually remind people. I don't even want to say relevant because that's too high of like a, like too important of a word just so actually people could remember it. Yeah. Um, which is such a like foreign concept at this point, you know, like something comes out and is popular and now you have social media, you, you know, you have streaming, you have ways to be like, Oh, you didn't see that movie. Here's a link. And literally 40 years ago, it was just like, Oh man, I hope people don't forget about Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, isn't it's it counterintuitive that like now we have all this content that things get lost in the 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 current of the feed? But back then it was kind of the same thing in a completely different way. But there was literally no way to go back and look into the archive or look into the, you know, you know, even back a few days in the feed. There was no feed. Yeah. So similar problem, just different reasons yeah. different context and they did say too at the at the time that it didn't it didn't get bad reviews or anything no <laughs> and like mike like you said the kids who watched it loved it yeah so it's really just over time and i think on the complete opposite end the fact that you couldn't get it or there were only bootleg copies of it just made it mm-hmm. so much more of a, a mystery that people wanted to be like oh i have to get my hands on that <laughs> honestly minus art carney and the pace of the thing and the Wookiee porn for television, for something like that compared to the other stuff that they showed, it's not that bad. I mean, Harrison Ford is an incredible actor. Even with that terrible dialogue, that writing will never be performed better than what Harrison Ford, Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher pulled off. And Anthony Daniels, dude, right. yeah. yep. Anthony Daniels was actually great. Right. C3PO is arguably easier to write, but they performed as well as they could with what they had going for them. Even B. Arthur, not bad, considering <laughs> what was going on in that cantina. Right. Almost. Right. It was almost Raquel Welch, but they got B. Arthur. Love B. Arthur. Shout out. Rest in peace. Amazing. Well, um, maybe we should do a viewing, like a drunken viewing with patrons at some point between now and 12 days from now, Christmas. I'm in. Uh, we could do that in a voice channel on, on Discord probably. That'd be awesome. Do that one night? We do a YouTube live. That's yeah. like what Dano does. If there's a version that doesn't have ads, which I think the main one does not on YouTube, we could just do a watch party that style. Or we could see if we can get a hold of a real copy. Didn't Jason Chiodo say he knows somebody who has a, a solid copy? Hmm. A pretty, like, legit version? We could, we could source one if he doesn't have one. I'm sure we yeah. can find one. We might be able to stream that in the voice channel and, and do something like that. So, Like Mystery Science Theater style? Yeah. <laughs> if you want to do something like that, patreon.com slash thank the maker pod is where you can go for that. Patrons, you make this thing happen, literally. And super chatters, people here helping us out. Thank you so much. I don't know how to make this stuff show up on screen yet. Boomer alert. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Let's figure it out. We'll learn. We're also doing, I mentioned last week, we're talking about doing the story pitch contest with patrons like we did recently for ourselves. We pitched four Star Wars stories and then we, we voted. We're talking about doing something like this. I'm thinking maybe this is like a first episode of the year kind of thing. Like new year, new stories. Let's kick it off with some new ideas. Okay. And we'll do some fun stuff between now and, and the end of the year, next two episodes, whatever. Sure. Um, if anyone has any ideas for stuff that you would like us to do as like a year-end wrap-up, we could do just like a, you know, state of the pod, state of Star Wars, year-end extravaganza, send us some of your favorite clips. We could do something like that maybe for the last episode. I think so. I love that idea. We'll knock around some ideas and talk about it in uh, Discord. Cool. 
All right, lastly, Mosh Eisley, February 3rd in Orlando, the weekend of MegaCon. Tickets are selling fast. It's more than halfway sold out. We've sold more already than um, we did for New York, so the pace is higher. The event is bigger. We're doing cooler stuff. We're working on some production. Um, no spoilers. We're just doing some, <laughs> doing some fun things. They announced Anthony Daniels is coming to MegaCon. Sick. I mean, there's going to be Star Wars people there. It's going to be exciting. I think at this point, our network of of Star Wars people has grown exponentially since New York. I think MegaCon is going to be its own unique thing. Um, they are starting production for The Mandalorian in February. So I think that's going to be mm. pre-production to get started, which is cool. Mandalorian season four, most likely. Um, so we might not see as many, like, celebrities coming but um i think as things are going to start getting out there um megacon could be one last jump for a lot of the actors on the show to come down before they get started again so it should be cool should i be tried to I, I don't know if you guys I, I know you guys saw but all of you out there on um instagram i really tried my hardest to be friends with imanis fondi mm -hmm. i uh i went and met him at la comic-con yeah i was like dude I'm half Persian. Uh, I play music. I love Star Wars. Like we got a lot in common, man. And uh, you guys kissed. I, I got nothing. No, I got nothing. I tagged you him in the photo. I played. His, we talked about. He's a he's a hip hopper. Dang. He's got like a hip hop project. I tagged that. He's super wow. like active with reposting other people's things. But he was like, not this. Guy. I'm not reposting this guy's thing. He was no like, no. he's not. Per he's not Persian enough. Yeah. Or there can be only one. I guess. He doesn't want you overshadowing with that beautiful beard. Dang. Rule of one. Yeah. I thought we were going to be texting but at this point. Like, yeah, right. dude, yo, you're in Santa Monica. Let's grab a coffee. I really thought it was going to happen. Dang it. You thought you were going to be bros. He just sees you as a threat. Yeah. Just a threat. That's good to know. Maybe we'll see if we can track him down to MegaCon. Yeah, we'll make it happen then. All right. MoshEisley.com for tickets. Oh, dude, Zach the Maker in the chat. Best idea. How about a roast? <laughs> Love that. For an episode for a year, uh, year end wrap-up. Mm -hmm. <laughs> A roast would be amazing. We have to make that happen somehow. Love that idea. How do we do that? What should we roast? Are we roasting each other? Could roast each other? Whoa. I feel like they should roast us. Wow. Yes. And we just sit there and take it. <laughs> <laughs> we could do that too. We we could have we could have people submit videos of them <laughs> with their jokes. Yeah. That could be fun too. And then organize them so I don't see any of mine, you don't see any of yours, and so <laughs> on. And we'll just play them yeah. or read. I love it. Figure out who they're roasting. Read the jokes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. I like this, Zach. You're brilliant. Okay. Mosh Eisley merch. Scoop it. Oh, yeah. MoshEisley.com is where you get that merch, too. It is for sale. If you need that hoodie, we have a good amount, and I'm shipping them. So if an order comes in, I'm going to the post office that day. Boom. So, blow. Yep. Buy stuff. Dudes, I love you. Love you. Everyone, thanks for watching and listening. And until next week, may the force be with you. If you enjoy Thank the Maker, you can support us by following and leaving a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Or you can support us directly at patreon.com slash thankthemakerpod, where you can get access to our Discord server, exclusive content, exclusive merch, our recording live stream, and more. Our patrons quite literally make Thank the Maker possible. <laughs>